0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man. I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night.
1: Every day, anything we do, it's Southern Miss To The
0: Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey here with your break From all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington. Here with me as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason.
1: Greetings and salutations. Uh, We might have to change that tailgating legend thing because it doesn't look like anybody's going to be doing any uh, tailgating anytime soon. Um, Although... I believe that I heard that you could actually sit in your car four hours prior to the game. So maybe we got some real tailgating going on. I don't know. Uh, The only thing we got to figure out there is the porta potty situation.
0: Well, have fun, bro. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm looking forward to getting my parking pass so I don't have to (laughs) sit in my car all day. Yeah. Uh, Uh, before we get into the show, we just want to give a shout out to all the uh, listeners, uh, the fans, the family members in some cases that are in the path of Hurricane Laura. It looks like it is going to be catastrophic. I mean, we're talking about a storm that's predicted to be a borderline Category Five by the time it hits land later tonight. So, uh, definitely thinking about all you guys. Um, you know, we're going to try to get this ep- episode up soon. I know we don't have, you know, a whole lot of listeners, but maybe it'll give you a distraction at some point this week. Um, to listen to somebody talk about southern Miss.
1: yeah, this thing this hurricane is just going crazy, has not it I mean I, I hate to say that it kind of reminds me of of a little bit of what happened with Katrina, but you know you're starting to see this stuff on the Weather channel pop up they're talking about the storm surge, and they had that way to to kind of visually show you what the water is gonna is going to be like like six at six feet and at nine feet and if it gets any higher than that and what it can do and What was it yesterday? This thing was like a a category one or maybe even a tropical storm like less than 48 hours ago and just boom, boom, boom. Now it's a
0: four. Well, you know, that was what was well, you know, like this past weekend when they had the models, the models were showing that the stronger the further west it got, the stronger it was going to get because the more time it's been out because the water's so hot in the Gulf and the Mm. more time it's been out there. So, you know, if this is something that had hit Mississippi, you might be looking at a category two. But the fact that it stayed out over the water a little longer um, and went a little further west, it was able to gain a little more energy to it. So it's, uh, I mean, the weather is always a fascinating thing. Uh, but this looks like it is going to be uh, absolutely brutal for that uh, that that part of the country. I mean, most let's be honest, most of that part of the country is kind of underwater anyway when you get out there near near Lake Charles and uh, you know Southwest Louisiana. So uh, this certainly isn't going to help. And and, and you know, I'm, I've got the weather channel on right now and I was kind of thinking about this. So they have somebody set up in Shreveport. It's still expected to be a category one when it hits Shreveport of all places. Mm. Uh, you know, I was thinking back to all of our activities from the independence bowl, just trying to imagine that, you know, uh, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, thoughts and
1: prayers. Absolutely. With, with everybody that's in the path. I mean, I'm, I'm super duper glad it's not coming our way. It's not headed our way. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I I I feel like we dodged a bullet. But you know, that, that bullet's got to go somewhere, and that's where it's headed. So I just hope that people are safe and that they uh, that they take it seriously. Um, flooding is no joke, man. Houston never does good with floods anyway, right? You, you always right, hear about yeah. Houston with the flash floodeds in, in that that concrete jungle and all that. And so I, you know, I, if you I don't know, this this is probably not going to get out before then. But you know, if you're there, you need to get out. You need to. uh you need to uh, take cover. You need to do what you got to do to get to get you and your family out of there. So, uh, super glad it's not us. But I, I you know, thoughts and prayers all, all all the way around.
0: And shout out to anybody that's listening to us for your for the for your weather alerts as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, I really got to depend on you for that. I mean, I mentioned the Weather Channel a minute ago. I don't yeah. ever get to watch it anymore because I'm totally streaming, right? I guess you're still on Comcast.
0: No, I'm on uh, I'm on AT and T Direct TV.
1: Okay, well. That's the only thing that I miss <laughs> yeah. really about, about having, I never had the direct TV, but having Comcast and normal cable is the weather channel. I don't know if that means I'm getting really old or not. Probably so. Uh, I know whenever I go to a hotel, that's the one thing that I do. I flip on the weather channel and it's just there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, not, not to make light of the situation, but I do. I miss the weather channel,
0: uh, dearly. Well, we got a, the first football game of this season. I still, I still have a trouble saying that. It's still one of those things where it's almost hard to believe and you almost won't believe that it's going to happen until it actually does happen, given everything that's going on. But next Thursday, so that's a week from tomorrow, September the 3rd, Southern Miss is scheduled to take on the University of South Alabama in the Rock. We're going to get into the television. We're going to talk about uh, what it means for fans that, are, you know, Fans that want to be in attendance, fans that will be in attendance, what that's going to require. But the big news today is the television, uh, which was kind of anticipated that it was going to be on CBS Sports Network. Um, and and that is what was announced today. So the game has been moved to 8 p.m. It will be televised on CBS Sports Network. Let's take a look at some of the ways that you can watch CBS Sports Network um, in our area it's DirecTV channel 221, Dish Network channel 158, uh Telepax Inc channel 87, on Xfinity/Comcast it's channel 735. It's also on AT&T TV, Fubo TV, Hulu TV and YouTube TV. So with a lot of those services, I know particularly with like Fubo, with uh, Hulu and uh YouTube TV as well, you can do the uh trial And so that may be a great opportunity for people who, you know, have cut the cord or or whatever and you don't get that particular channel. um, That may be a way for you to be able to watch the game. I know my brother uses YouTube TV. He loves it. Um, So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will be able to find a way to watch it. Twofold with this. So it's on CBS Sports Network, and I know that a lot of fans, ourselves included, were hoping – to get, uh, you know, something that was a little more prominent in visibility. Um, but, you know, the way our TV contracts are done, CBS uh, Sports Network gets first pick out of the Conference USA home games. So this was a situation where, you know, this contract wasn't made way before this pandemic. Nobody had any idea that we were going to be one of two games going on next Thursday night. Um, it's just kind of how the, the cars fell. I still think we're going to be a very, very visible game. I mean, this is probably going to be one of the more visible games that we've been on in quite some time. You know, even more so than the bowl game, just because everybody's so starved for college football. Um, but the other game that night is UAB. They're, they're taking on what central, I don't know. They're taking on somebody, they're taking on (laughs) an FCS team, but their Mm -hmm. game, their game is on ESPN three. So, you know, even if we weren't on CBS College, I don't know that we would have been on ESPN. ESPN has all the, you know, NBA games locked up, which I know that's kind of up in the air right now. Um, so I don't know if we didn't get on CBS College where we would have been. I would think that they'd want to put us on being the first FBS versus FBS game of the year. But, uh, you know, I'm just thankful we're, I mean, I, it's just, it's slightly disappointing at the same time we're still on national TV. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see some football.
1: It's still on national TV and still on. Uh, the only that we're the only one
0: on, right? Well, UAB's game is on. They have moved their game to that to September third as well at the same exact time. Oh, okay. They are actually going to be on ESPN three, so they're only going to be a, available for streaming. I'm kind of, I kind of would have thought that maybe they would have put that on the Deuce or something, but uh, you know, they didn't. So. We're going to be the only nationally televised game on TV that night.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a great thing. It's, it's, a, it's late uh, for me, <laughs> uh, in, in particular my four-year-old. Uh, but um, this time of – well, you know, I think that we're all glad that we just have the ability to go at all. Uh, even like two weeks ago, I was still a little bit unsure. Now that we know we're going, um, if you have to pick after the sun goes down or before the sun goes down – I think I'm choosing after. (laughs) Right. uh, Absolutely. So so that's good. Um, And, and, you know, another good thing about it is I've been hearing, you know, the word Southern Miss all over the radio. Uh, I I listen to Fox Sports a lot. I listen to, you know, a lot of those shows. And every one of them has been talking about the the game that's coming up. And and until UAB, I guess, made the switch with their game, ours was the only one. So I've heard (laughs) so many people say the words – southern miss on the on the radio that's cool um and you know southern miss you and you, you and i were talking about this uh earlier but uh, southern miss has a chance to look really really awesome and southern miss has a chance to you know look horrible <laughs> as far as the spacing in the stands and how do you handle stuff i mean nobody's ever nobody has ever done it before so we're kind of i don't know like kind of leading the charge here right Uh, and so you think about, um, some of these high school games that you've seen across the country where like the governor had to shut it down or whatever, uh, because they weren't spacing and all that. Um, Southern Miss has a chance to look that bad or incredible if we can do it right. So I don't know. I'm anxious to get out there and watch it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about the spacing and all, um, in the little letter that we were sent out, the season ticket holders got, uh, it says that you're you're still going to stay in your section. Like I was kind of under the impression, like, hey, you know, I know, I always we always sit in the end zone. I hadn't sat anywhere else in what I don't know since we got the end zone. I think however long that's been, um, I was kind of thinking about branching out. You know what? Nobody's up there in that corner of the stadium. I'm gonna go sit up there for a quarter. Uh, I guess I guess that's not going to happen. You have to stay within your section
0: still. Well, I- I think that's ideal. I think ideally they want you to stay in your section, but I don't think if you if you want to climb to the top of the rock, I don't think anybody's going to stop you. So, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the ideally. So let, let's get into that. So the football game day. So they, they released the guidelines this week. And as of right now, it looks like it's going to be uh, season ticket holders in the stadium, um, a certain amount of students. Um, and, and of course, they probably have some family and team tickets as well. But let's let's touch on some of these highlights. So the the first thing that they have here on the email that was sent out, this is also in press release form. If you want to look at it, you can go on SouthernMiss.com and check this out. MM uh, Robert Stadium will operate with a 25% seating capacity until further notice. That is something that was that is the guideline that was sent down from the governor's office. That is also a guideline that you will see across the country. I don't know that I've seen. I don't know that I've seen anybody that's uh, going to have fans in the stands that's going to have anything more than a 25 percent seating capacity as of right now. So, you know, I I understand some fans were upset when this information came out, but I'm really surprised that it was a shocker because I kind of anticipated. Yeah. If you want to go to a game this year, you're going to have to have a season ticket more than likely or you're going to have to be a student. And uh and and getting the line or however they have it set up, you're gonna have to <laughs> to do to to uh, do some things to make that happen. You're not gonna be able to just go up and and uh, get tickets like normal. Now there may be some mm-hmm. resale on StubHub. I'm not sure how they're handling all that, but for the most part, if you want to be assured a seat at MM uh, Robert Stadium, you are going to have to get a season ticket.
1: You know, I've even had some of my friends that are not Southern Miss fans hit me up and say, "What's you know, where's the best spot in the stadium?" to To watch the game, uh, in my opinion, as, as far as like you know, access to bathrooms and whatever, all that sort of stuff, and just total enjoyment of just being at the rock. And I was like, well, this year it's going to be a lot different. <laughs> but um, but the point is, like, these are people that d- aren't even necessarily fans of Southern Miss that just realize we we're going to have games and we got a bunch of them, uh, and it's such a good deal, right, to, to buy your season tickets. I can't believe they didn't ask us to pay a little more, a little bit more money <laughs> because Absolutely. we just you know, cause there's a whole nother game we're getting. I mean, assuming um, of course, most of us are probably good with, you know, having just, the. I mean, not that I'm super duper rich or neither are you, but uh, and in, in times like these, I really don't have a problem like donating whatever I can donate. But anyway, um, so, so I guess the good thing is a lot of people are thinking about uh, coming that might not normally come or maybe never have come. Uh, so that's a good idea. But y- you mentioned the people that are frustrated, with, uh, with the situation and all of a sudden, yeah, like you said, I mean, this, this couldn't have been a shocker, uh, coming out that, that it was going to be 25, you know, 30, I heard maybe, maybe 30% at one point, but either way, uh, you knew that probably the only people getting in were season ticket guys. And then to complain about that is just kind of ridiculous, but that just goes along with 2020, I guess. This year is frustrating, (laughs) like in every way, shape, and form. Pick something and there's people on this side and people on that side. Uh, so I I don't know. I don't know what they expect them to do. Like if you're not a season ticket holder, do they expect to not to give the tickets to other people other than the season ticket holders? That didn't make sense either. So whatever. I don't care. I got my tickets. They're just the best deal on the planet, especially where we sit, in my opinion. Uh, and I can't wait to get there. And I'm just kind of crossing my fingers that everything goes off you know, without a hitch.
0: And as we get into these guidelines, as we go through these, keep this in mind. This is, you know, we are the first, uh, FBS versus FBS game. We're going to be on national television. We have a great opportunity to set the example for college football. Now I'm not saying they're going to follow us, but you know, this will go a long way. If, if we go out there and we don't take this seriously and and we have people who, uh, you know, the you know, they get into these groups, uh, they don't, they don't take the distancing seriously, they don't take the precautions seriously. Uh, not only is it not gonna look, it's not, it's gonna look bad for us as, as fans of this university, but, um, you know, it could lead to no, fans not being able to go to the games if they can't get this mm. under control. So, you know, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, I know that some of this is an inconvenience. Uh, you know, a lot of what we've had to deal with is an inconvenience. So, Um, this really won't be any different, but you get to watch live football. You get to come watch these guys play. Um, it's going to be different, but, but just keep that in mind. So let's go through some of these guidelines. Uh, social distancing, at least six feet will be required between all people who do not share a household. I don't really know how you police that, but if, uh, you know, it comes down to personal responsibility. Um, in accordance with Executive Order 1519, this is the, that's the governor's order we mentioned earlier. Tailgating and outdoor social gatherings are prohibited. This will include all picnics, fanfare areas, Eagle Walk, Junior Eagle Fun Land, fan tunnels, etc. Pretty much as expected. I don't think that's a shocker to anybody. Uh, and again, you still get to go watch football. Um, parking opening uh, will only open four hours prior to kickoff. So that's going to be interesting uh, how that's going to play out, especially given the students that live on campus and, and park in certain places. Um, face coverings will be required for all patrons to enter the stadium and at times when patrons are in transit within the concourse, elevators, restrooms, concession sales areas. Face coverings will be recommended and encouraged in seating areas and all credentialed game day workers and employees will wear face coverings at all times again know it's an inconvenience uh, you're not required to wear it when you're in the stands uh when you're moving around you're you're um you are required to to be wearing a face covering so just keep that in mind and uh be respectful of the people around you uh, a couple of more guidelines to the extent possible all transactions will be contactless or touchless such as mobile ticketing uh contactless ticketing ticket scanning cashless concessions etc so if you don't have apple pay or google pay probably not a bad time to go get that um, as far as concessions goes um, a limited menu will be offered to increase speed of service and concession stands will accept cashless types of payments such as apple pay google pay samsung pay tap and pay and of course credit and debit card chip swipe a limited number of cash transactions will be available so you know I touched on a couple of things. You can find this in its entirety uh, at southernmiss.com if you want to look into it. You know, there's things like hand sanitizing stations are going to be at the uh, entrances in multiple places around the the, uh, concourse. Um, No fans on the field, things like that. Um, But those were the big things that we wanted to touch on. So it is definitely going to be a different experience. But uh, given the circumstances, this one, I think we can make work if we want to see football live in person
1: yeah it's a different experience compared to all the other football seasons but it's kind of a very similar experience to what we do now like when you go to a restaurant you keep your mask on when you get to your seat you take your mask off right um, so people should kind of be used to the process I mean I don't you know I, I don't think anybody should be shocked about about this and and I think it's a responsible way to do it um, if you're going to do it You know, we talked about it before. Yeah. When you're walking around, when you're coming in, when you're going to the bathroom or sitting in a concession stand line, throw your mask on, get to your seat and you're spread out from everybody. If you want to take it off, take it off. I think that's a very responsible way to do this. If we can all do it, (laughs) right? (laughs) If, if everybody just plays along and does this so we can, so we can have, you know, nice things. Um, then it'll all work out.
0: Now, the big, the thing that did surprise me when they did announce this the other day was, so, you know, you've got season ticket holders like myself and yourself. We've been in these same seats for years. Um, your tickets are not going – these tickets are going to be general admission seats for the section that your tickets are in. So I think we're in section 112. That means our our tickets are supposed to be for section 112. Um, we're supposed to take on the responsibility of distancing um, on ourselves. So that's ideally how it was made to work. I was kind of surprised. I kind of thought they might like assign seats and you know kind of spread everybody out. But that probably would have take, taken taken uh, an awful lot of coordination to make that work. So I, I definitely understand why they didn't do that. So I, I get it. Uh, I was just kind of surprised that was the way they went.
1: Me too. Like, like I, I guess I kind of I, I beat uh, I uh, I beat you to the punch right there in the open. Uh, or stepped all over yours. You know, no, your you're fine. Yeah, yeah, you're good. But, uh, but you know that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Cause where we sit in the end zone, and I have no idea what season tickets look like this year. Um, I hadn't pulled up on the uh, website and looked at the uh, the little map that they have of season tickets available or anything like that. But, um. Usually the end zone does really good, and if we're going to be required, I, I, let's just—I don't know how many people are in the end zone. Let's just say, like normally, seventy-five percent of the end zone are season ticket holders, and they, I think they are because it's always the same people, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's going to be hard to spread that, those, those people out. So I think that I don't know. I hope that we're allowed to do more than that. And, and you also—you got to expect this. There is going to be people that are just like hell with that i bought that seat i'm sitting in that seat right well if you're going to do that i guess you need to get there really really early um
0: yeah that would be and that's
1: fine i mean i mean i'm not going to be that way Uh, i don't think my wife or you or your i don't think anybody would just like you know stomp their foot and you know and just get just pissed off about not being able to get in their exact seat but like i said but my, my my thing is i mean the spa- The spacing issue, uh, if you're not allowed to kind of go a little bit further than that, is I, I can foresee that being a problem. I- even if we have to just stay in the end zone, if you shrink that down into just like section one twelve, it's almost impossible. <laughs> but I mean, I-, I haven't been there; we hadn't tried it yet, so I don't know.
0: But, yeah, I w- and I would imagine they, you know, we may you may not be in the section that you're in, you know, they because the section where the band used to be, I don't think there were many season tickets over there, so they may move some people around. You know, and say, okay, your seats in section 110 or or whatever, you know, Um, I would imagine they're not going to have one section just totally overrun with people.
1: Hey, about this mobile ticketing. So I understand they're not going to send us out tickets. Everything's going kind of contactless. And I I get that. Um, I guess that's just going to be emailed to us. And then your tickets are on the email and then you just kind of scroll through to that particular barcode. Is that how that works?
0: I believe so. I believe that's what, that you know, in the past, like for the, um, when we hosted the regional, that was kind of how the way, the way they did it with the mobile tickets. So I would imagine that would be the case. Uh, okay. but, but again, if you are a season ticket holder, they're supposed to be emailing you that information at, at some point soon. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be, but you should be receiving your tickets um, via email as opposed to picking them up or getting them mailed to you so that you will have them in time. And I, I'm not sure how they're doing the parking passes either. I would imagine they would email it to you or give you you know, a link to print off, but, um, I haven't had received any word about that.
1: Uh, any word at all on, I mean, I guess, I guess the answer is no on like golf carts. I,
0: you know, last year they decided I guess they, they treated
1: like a, treated like a normal car. You that's, bring your golf yeah, cart, that's what fine. they said oh, last year. Yeah. I, think, okay. I would
0: imagine, I would imagine that would be the same case here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Lot, lots of, lots of weird stuff, man, but that, that just goes right into, uh, so weird talking about this. I was thinking about this earlier today and I know we got stuff we got to get to, but if you think back to a, a year ago, what do you think we were talking about right now? I know we we're probably talking about the start of the football season, but, um, does, does that seem to you like it was eons ago?
0: Oh, it certainly does. I mean, it's, <laughs> okay. it's uh, it I, I guess really we were does. talking
1: about, 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 Ladner being hired possibly. It was right around this time, maybe. Uh, you know, it was, it's just all that stuff just seems like just. So long ago, we just—I think I've aged. I'm more than 43 right now. I went from like 42 to 57, like this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and think about this too. You know, we we talked about the the game itself, like our game, how, how special this opportunity is. Um, there's going to be a couple of games. I think this weekend, some FCS games, and then of course the same night we play UAB is playing uh, an FCS opponent. So we're the first FBS game. FBS versus FBS game. Uh, you also got to remember there are no preseason NFL games, so there has been no football whatsoever. So this is that even adds even more, um, I think, more intrigue to our game uh, from a national standpoint. Uh, people just and and you know, people are going to be you know wanting to bet. They're going to be playing. Uh, I guess some areas will let you play college DraftKings. <laughs> so. You know, I think that, I think it's going to be a very very interesting uh, game and opportunity for us. If we come and show out, it, it, it definitely could go a long way it, with the future of Southern Miss football.
1: Definitely. And oh, by the way, uh, win the game.
0: The, yeah, the losing right? <laughs> losing would be yes, would be catastrophic.
1: The, I mean, how, how twenty twenty is that uh, for this conversation to have gone this long so far? We haven't even talked about uh, how are we going to win this thing.
0: Yeah, I don't even, I don't even, man, I don't even want to think about it really. <laughs> I usually try to be objective about this thing. Yeah, you got a bit, but like, I don't even want to think about that right now.
1: Sure.
0: Um, so after we did the show last week, I believe like the very next day, there were some schedule changes announced. So a couple of things changed. The Louisiana Tech game was moved back a week. So we, we will be, because we lost um, the game with Tennessee Tech. On uh, September 19th, the Louisiana Tech game was moved from September 12th to September 19th. Uh, That's going to be at home. They haven't announced the game time on that yet. And when we lost Tennessee Tech, we had a spot open up to give us back to 12 games. We had a buy on November 7th. Now we are playing North Alabama on November 7th at Home in the Rock. So we, we did secure the seven home games as of right now. We do have 12 games on our schedule as of right now. So I think that was what they were were hoping to accomplish with that. And and two, you know, while we're still trying to sort this COVID thing out, which I know it's probably going to be with us for a while, it gives us an extra week to kind of sort things out after the South Alabama game as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, very very good point. And I'm so glad that you made all those notes because I've just given up on trying to keep up with the with the whole schedule thing.
0: Well, you know, when you're not working, it's pretty easy to keep up with this kind <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm glad we can laugh about it. <laughs> uh,
0: something else I saw that they're doing, I just want to make the fans aware of this. Uh, this Saturday, August the 29th, it's going to be Virtual Fan Day. A couple of things that's going to entail, you can go to southermiss.com and check out the press release. Uh, the first thing they're doing is a virtual 5K and fun run. Um, You can register on the website. That's at 8.30 a.m. Then at 9 a.m., yard sign pickup begins. It's at at certain spots around town. I don't know that all of them are going to be open at 9 a.m., but that is when the time starts where you can pick up your uh, yard signs. Here's some of the yard, here's some of the locations where you can pick up yard signs. Uh, In and around the Hub City, I don't know if these go much further than that. Dickie's Barbecue, Firehouse Subs, Fuzzy Tacos, Keg and Barrel, Krispy Kreme, Wendy's, Strix, Taylor Rental, Buffalo Wild Wings, Popeyes, Small Cakes, Sully's Tavern, Salad Station, Walk-Ons, Movie Star, Paris Jewelers, Jimmy John's, Little Caesars in Petal and Oak Grove, Mugshots, Raising Canes, Shipley's Donuts, Chesterfield's, McAllister's on Hardy Street, Lenny's Sub Shop, and Rainer's Seafood. That's where you can go if you'd like to pick up your Rise and Soar yard signs. Then at uh, 9.30 in the morning, they've got an autograph giveaway. 11.30 a.m., they've got a family pack giveaway for football season tickets. Uh, 1 p.m., Seymour Sidekicks members are invited to pick up their packets for the year and take a socially distanced photo with Seymour at the new Southern Miss Wellness Volleyball facility next to Reed Green. Uh, 1.30 p.m., they're having a basketball season ticket giveaway on the Southern Miss Athletics Facebook page. Then at 3 p.m., they're having a virtual Spirit Squad Youth Clinic, uh, learn to, learn cheers from Southern Miss Cheer, and uh, fans are encouraged to follow the Southern Miss Cheer Instagram accounts for a special clinic. And then at 4 p.m., there is a football Q&A on the Southern Miss Athletics. Uh, I believe it's on the Facebook page, maybe. Okay, it says, be sure to tune into the Southern Miss Athletic Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to see if your question was answered. Fans are able to submit questions for head football coach Jay Hobson and select student athletes. So, the virtual fan day, if you'd like to be a part of it, that is, uh, the information is on the website. It'll be this Saturday, August 29th, the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina.
1: Hmm, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I, I wouldn't have it uh, any other way, I don't guess.
0: <laughs> uh, the preseason All-Conference USA team was announced this week, and Southern Miss football seniors Jack Abraham, Tim Jones, and Kyle Hemby were named to uh, the preseason All-Conference USA team as the league announced this past Tuesday. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, if I had to pick who I thought would make it, they probably would all be in the mix.
1: Sure. Um, you know, I thought Swayze Bozeman might have a chance to uh, to crack one of those, and I, I don't believe I saw his name anywhere in there, but um – other than that, um, outside of a couple guys that left, I mean, those are the guys we're going to depend on all year long. That are going to have to be team leaders. So.
0: Um, and Arvin Fletcher was another guy, you know, that could wouldn't have shocked me if he was in the mix as well. Sure, um, no, no doubt, right. And and a lot of these guys, you know, it's, it, preseason polls are usually based off of hype, and uh, you know, next, you know, it'll be a totally different team by the time the end of the season gets here.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it'll be it'll probably be a totally different team. I'm just kind of still fingers crossed. You know, we get to the end of the season. Absolutely. I just let uh, to get get this first one done with, and see where we are, and kind of reevaluate, and and hopefully it's all systems go for the rest of the way.
0: The big talk on the episode last week, we talked about the players who chose to opt out of the 2020 season and transfer out. Now, keep this in mind. a lot Some of these players have entered the transfer portal. Uh, whether or not they actually leave remains to be seen. You know, there's still an opportunity, I believe, for some of them to come back if they choose to do so. Um, and I think there actually will be a, a player or two on this list that, that does come back next season. So as we talked about last week uh Jack S. Turner uh on the defensive line chose to opt out Raheem Booth uh, you know our stud linebacker um I think we talked about Jaylon Adams as well um then Steven Anderson the the big running back opted out uh, there's a defensive lineman named Garrett Crawford I believe he may have been a walk on and then Junior Carswell just a, a, a huge mass of a man <laughs> those all those players decided to opt out for the 2020 season. Now, what's interesting about that is the NCAA and and I totally get anybody that doesn't want to play. Like I say, last week, anybody that's, you know, concerned about the circumstances, totally get it. The transferring is what had us concerned, but the NCAA approved blanket waivers for fall sports athletes to keep their year of eligibility. So the seniors that are playing now could be seniors next year. If they want to be, you know, they, so these players, if they decided to play and they didn't get to, use, to play their whole season, or even if they did get to play their whole season, they still would keep their year of eligibility. So, um, you know, that's an interesting twist in things and that, that may be what kind of ended the, uh, you know, the opting out and the transferring. I don't know, but you know, we're going to be without those players. It definitely hurts us from a depth standpoint. I know Raheem Booth was, was injured and I don't know how much he could have contributed this year anyways, but, um, you know, you definitely hate losing the depth, but hopefully the guys that we have coming to step in are going to be ready to go.
1: Yeah, I mean, Turner is the big one. I mean, and, and Booth would be uh, to me. I mean, I mean they're all good players. Uh, and heck, what was that four, three or four starters, <laughs> um, in some capacity. Uh, but 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 with 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 uh, Booth, with Booth being just a little bit banged up. Um, and Jaylon, you know, kind of went AWOL last year at one point, anyway, and we played without him. Uh, the big one is is Turner, uh, so re- replacing him is, is not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, next, you know, next man up. Uh, so we, we got a ton of people on this football team, and it's it, the one thing I take away from what you just said about the whole uh, getting being able to uh, uh, the NCA granting another another year, no matter what you decide. We thought that the baseball scholarship thing was going to be jacked up. <laughs> Is this not just going to just, just, just bottleneck the football uh, scholarship level situation going into next year?
0: You would think so, but you know, too, you have to consider, you know, with, with uh, the players coming back. I, I mean, I, I don't know if we're at full scholarship capacity anyway. So I don't know. I don't know how mm. that will affect things. You know, um, I know baseball probably, you know, definitely would have could have been an issue, uh, but I don't know if it'll be the case with football. I, I guess if we did have a full roster then yeah, it probably would be, but since we don't, I don't know. Hmm. Well,
1: that's a good point. I hadn't thought about the, uh, full roster situation. Maybe this is the, finally, maybe we'll finally get up to, to, you know, a par level with pretty much every other team in the country, uh, scholarship wise, um, through the pen. Maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's some silver lining. Maybe if, if it works out that way, I don't know. I guess that's all you yet to be determined, but, Um, it just seems to me like it's, it's just, you're, you're, you're playing by like, like, like with a totally new deck of cards, you know, like every day we turn around and it's just, wait a minute, how do we process this? You know? Yeah. Uh, So it's, it's just weird. And at least this gives us something to talk about. Um, cause good gosh, we've needed it, but, um, (laughs) but you know, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be weird if you have all these players coming, but think about it. If you have like, if everybody decides to come back next year, I mean, in, theoretically, everybody on our team can come back next year. We can have the exact same team,
0: right? I mean, if, if that's the case. And for the well, most part, I mean, there, there's a couple of players that, you know, I'd imagine there are probably some seniors that'll hang it up and there's probably some guys that'll go ahead and go to the NFL. Um, sure. But for the like, most yeah, I'm part, saying
1: like, yeah, like, like, like in theory, it's possible. So yeah, if it's absolutely. possible then then you would only sign I guess enough players to get you to uh the 82 mark or whatever it is um scholarship wise. So what does that do to the high school seniors or the or the junior college uh you know rising juniors? Um <laughs> I don't know. It's the trickle down is going to be just really really weird. N- not to mention all the players that could transfer from these other conferences that aren't playing at all. Anyway, that's a whole different you know, rabbit hole, but it's 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 going to be
0: interesting. Definitely will be interesting. Well, let's touch on the scrimmage. So Southern Miss had their second full team scrimmage this past Saturday at the Rock. Um, this report is available at southernmiss.com. That's the tricky thing about this is there's there's no media at any of these events, so you get the press releases and and you know I know they some of the media they do a, a Zoom calls with a coach and a player at the end of the, at the after practice. But, you know, it, it's, it's a lot tougher to really gauge what, what this team is going to be about this year. So you just have to kind of rely on these press releases as for right now, at least until next Thursday. So here are some of the highlights, highlights from the scrimmage listed on the press press release. Quarterback Jack Abraham hit Tim Jones for a 99, 99 yard touchdown on the opening play of the scrimmage. Uh, that, uh, that is both exciting and terrifying because it seems like every time that, uh, in the Hobson era where we hit a big play for a touchdown early, we lost the momentum and lost the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But no, that, but that's good that they're finding their way. And, uh, you know, I hope, you know, it's probably a lapsed coverage of some kind, but, uh, it is good to see them lighten it up after the, uh, the way practice went last week. Uh, Abraham threw for 229 yards on 10 of 20 passing, which included a uh, touchdown, which, which included passes to Jason Brownlee for 45 yards and Luke Baker for 23. Um, you know, interesting there is, is Jason Brownlee. There was an article about him today, um, on one of the, uh, papers where he's from. But it had a great, uh, you know, had some great stuff in there about him. He's a guy that you want to look out for. And Luke Baker was a guy that we heard a lot about being a passing tight end. Last uh, receiving tight end, excuse me, last season, but he's bulked up. He's put on about 20 pounds, so I'm kind of curious to see what he looks like, and I'm kind of curious, like we said last week, to see how we use the tight end moving forward. So, um, you know, and like we talked about before the show, this 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 scrimmage was a little bit more about the offense, as last week was a little bit more about the defense.
1: Yeah, I think the defense had the advantage in scrimmage number one. Offense probably had the advantage in scrimmage number two. And, I mean, you mentioned Jack. Uh, so, you know, (laughs) everybody roots for this guy. He's such a nice guy. He's such a, he's a hell of a football player. Um, but there's a good Jack and a bad Jack. And, um, if we can have a whole lot of good Jack to go along with probably Brownlee and you mentioned Baker, the tight end, it's good to know that we have a tight end on our, on our football team. Uh, and, but, but another guy is, um, is, uh, shoot, uh, Tim Jones, the, uh, wide receiver from Biloxi. Um, at the end of this year, I hope that we, I hope, I hope we hear John Cox say Abraham to Jones, you know, just like back in the day with Montana to Rice. Uh, those guys, I think they could have a, a, a special year together, um, both being redshirt seniors, I believe. Um, and that would be, it would be really nice for uh, for those two to uh, to be able to go out with a bang here. And I think we're going to have to have them step up in a big way to have that kind of year
0: that we want to have. Some other stats: Tate Watley uh, threw for 78 yards on eight of 16 passing. The offense just com- committed just one fumble, which was recovered by Cameron Harrell, and the uh, quarterback did not throw a pick, so that's good. Freshman uh, Frank Gore Jr. ran for 72 yards on 11 carries, pretty impressive. Kevin Perkins added 55 yards on six carries and three touchdowns. So way to go, Perk. His touchdowns were of uh, 41, 40, excuse me, 42, one and three yards. Tim Jones, as you mentioned, caught two passes for 113 yards and a touchdown, while Jason Brownlee had two catches for 50. Uh, Narikas Driver had a 32-yard touchdown catch from Whiteley, which was his only throw for a score. The Golden Eagles were 4-for-4 on field goal attempts as Briggs Bourgeois hit attempts of 49, 35, and 41, and Andrew Stein made a 30-yard attempt. The snap was bobbled on his other attempt. The defense registered nine sacks in the scrimmage. So that's a little concerning. Although I do understand that, that, um, you know, scrimmage sacks are basically like touch football. Sure. Um, so, you know, again, it's a scrimmage. Offense did better this time. Take it for what it's worth. We, we have no footage of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this will better prepare the team as they get ready to take the field against the Jaguars next Thursday, September the third. So, do uh, you have anything about the scrimmage bump? No, just you
1: know, I mean, you pretty much said it all. But yeah, it, it's still well. I'd I like to say it's still so early, uh, but you know the season's here. But you know, fundamentals, everything's got to be a little bit rusty. Tackling, reads, footwork, that sort of stuff. So, um, sounds like they're getting better, um, with every practice, and uh, and they they better because you know the game is what, what are we eight seven days away? Tomorrow, seven days from tomorrow. One week? Yeah, it's crazy. One week away, two scrimmages. Mm. Are we doing any more scrimmages? I guess not. This is well, this is just straight up like prep week now, huh? Uh,
0: I'm not. I'm not 100 on that. They usually do, you know, scrimmages throughout the week leading up to the game. So I'm not sure if they'll have any more reports or not. But yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, w- I would imagine they'll have some game situations at practice for the next couple of days. Sure. Okay. Some other other news just to touch on. Uh, so Conference USA made the move to move soccer and volleyball to the spring semester um you know this was a situation where enough teams weren't going to play this fall and the NCAA was not going to have a championship because of they didn't have enough teams to to justify a championship so conference they went ahead and moved soccer and volleyball to the spring now this is something that we've kind of been wanting to touch on we have what this is our second episode coming back but the southern miss, athletic department basketball team released some video of some of the new lighting at Reed Green Coliseum. And Jason, you got your own personal experience with that. So tell the listeners about the new lighting at Reed Green Coliseum.
1: Well, it's about thirty or forty years overdue. <laughs> <laughs> but um but no, yeah, it was one of those deals where I think I was texting you there during the day or talking to you and I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to hit up Ladner and see if I can come by and get a, get a look at these new lights. And so I just, you know, I hit him up and he texted me right back. He said, meet me there tomorrow at one so, 30. Okay. <laughs> so, so Katie, my wife and I um, go over there and, and I thought it was just going to be us. And he was going to flip them on real quick and say, don't you think that's cool? Uh, talk about it on your little podcast or whatever you do and send me on my way. Well, this was actually the first time that he saw him too. Uh, so it, was, it ended up being, um, way more important people than than what i am and i'm not even sure their names because everybody's wearing their mask right and so i'm like hey who are you know how are you and they're probably really wondering who the hell i was but uh so we meet all these people uh right there at the uh little door to go in the main office of the uh, basketball thing and uh this guy from the physical plant kind of takes us through the whole shebang he took us through the office he showed where the controls are and then uh we learned all about it. Then we went out and they flipped it on for the very first time. And coach was looking at it for the very first time. And you could tell that he had, uh, he had some ideas going around of how we could use these different, um, these different lighting features, uh, for, you know, pregame and during the game. And, um, and this thing's crazy, crazy awesome. It's, it's, uh, on the controls, there's basically like a little color wheel. You can just kind of move your, your finger around and, uh, and then the lights change you know in the whole arena uh so th- th- they they played one for us uh for instance it was like a red white and blue kind of zipping around the uh the uh, the top of the arena um for like the national anthem or something like that uh they showed what it could look like if you lower it down um to nothing and then you have the you know the the sound system blaring during a uh, during uh during pre or during uh the announcement of the lineups uh you you pick a way they can do it and they can do it and the great thing is you know the lights don't go off and then you gotta wait like 25 minutes from the warm back up <laughs> right um you know i mean not to mention that it's it's way more energy efficient um it probably adds to uh probably adds to the, the just the overall comfort of the place too i'm sure those old lights are hot um so, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, it took forever to do it, but, um, it also opened it up a little bit, I think. Um, one of the first things I noticed when I went in there was not just, just only the, the, uh, quality of the lighting, but those big, uh, those big humongous light bulbs, I guess, they're hanging everywhere. They're all gone. Um, so it, it kind of makes the place look, uh, look a little better. So it's an overall improvement. Um, it's, it's going to add a ton to the, the, to 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 game day, uh, specifically when the players come out of the tunnel and they're announcing the uh, the lineups, how you can just shut it all down and get these lights racing all around the arena um, that you know every other basketball team on the planet has had for the last twenty five or thirty years, and we're just now getting it. But hey, we got it. It's cool, and and that's just the I think the the tip of the iceberg of the improvements that are going to be made to uh, Reed Green Coliseum, um, moving forward.
0: I don't, you know, it'll be, I'm, I'm looking forward to the intros. I mean, you can do it like an NBA game and, 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 you know, turn them off. It, it'll bring a little more of a, a energy and an environment to redrain that's been, that's been sorely needed for quite some time. So, sure. Yeah, we're excited about that. Excited to see what that looks like and excited with how they're able to implement, implement that into the game day experience. Well, uh, I think we've covered quite a bit here. Do you, uh, you have any shout outs you want to give before we shut it down?
1: Uh one very important shout out that I wanted to give was our good friend and my fraternity brother and actually my pledge brother Matt Duckworth. Um he's going through a super duper tough time um with his health right now. Uh, I'm not sure how much information I, I I should divulge, but if everybody out there can just uh keep Matt Duckworth in your prayers, I'm sure that he would appreciate it. I know that I appreciate it. And um and then we mentioned the hurricane earlier and we have a, we have a lot of listeners um across across the world (laughs) no but uh but we do have a lot of listeners uh, around that that texas louisiana area so our good friend billy porter and um and and longtime listener ernie walker who's actually made an appearance on the show before they both live in houston i believe uh and this thing is headed right for them so thoughts and prayers of those guys and hopefully they come out on the other side of this thing uh a-okay
0: you know you mentioned matt duckworth man and um you know, I was in a couple of classes with him. I sat – it was an RTF class. I don't remember which – which is radio, TV, and film. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a class with him. He, I think he sat behind me, and I think his – who would end up being his wife, Suzanne, kind of sat on the other side or something like we were all sitting around each other, and that's where they met. Kind of wild. So huh. – There you were. There I was, not getting married <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Uh but, th- you, but yeah, man, definitely the best of him. Definitely best to all our friends. I've got some family over in that area. Uh you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes let's be honest. I mean, this is it's going to devastate that area, you know. Mm-hmm. So I hope everybody makes it out safe and sound and they're able to rebuild in a timely manner. Well uh let's shut it down. uh You guys could follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Um, you can follow us on Instagram as well be sure you look for uh, to the top talk anywhere you can listen to podcasts give us a rating and review if you like the show tell your friends if you don't like the show tell your friends any final thoughts thoughts Jason
1: no man enjoyed it uh glad to be back and I'm about to hit a, I'm about to hit the neighborhood for a run so I will uh whistle at your front door in about 12 minutes
0: <laughs> And guys you know, I know that this is going to be different. I know this whole experience with the football season is going to be different, but just remember, you know, keep it in the perspective that it is, uh, You know, prepare, you know, the protocol that you've got to take going into this. You know, if we want to, if we want to make it through this football season, uh, we're going to have to, to take the necessary precautions. So just kind of prepare yourself for that. Looking forward to seeing all of you, even from a distance. Looking forward to seeing all of you on social media that I don't see at the game. Um, but you know, we're only a week away. We're, we're, the finish line is right there. So (laughs) hopefully we'll be able to see some Golden Eagle football next Thursday night. Uh, As always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.